Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. My guest today is the host of the podcast, My Comfy Couch. Miss Nicole, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, James. Oh, yeah, I I came across your podcast. Um, damn, I don't even know how. <laughs> Did you sponsor <laughs> ad? <laughs> not i probably added you or something i don't even know <laughs> oh maybe you added me i don't know but i somehow i came across it and um i was like you know what that's she got a pretty good idea and i got a chance to listen to the podcast actually it was really good thank you thank you so much and thank you for having me on here definitely how when did you start the podcast i started it about a year and a half ago and how'd you come up with the title because that's an interesting title yeah, you know, because I wanted the conversations, I wanted people to feel comfortable because the kind of topics I knew I wanted to speak about was going to be real topics that people really need to talk about, but don't really talk about. So that was my whole point. I wanted it to be a comfy atmosphere where people felt comfortable being open, you know, being vulnerable, being honest, having real conversation. Do you, So is your, would you say your show, is it a good mix of men, men and women or is it mostly women? Oh my gosh. See, that's the thing. One of my top priorities was to make sure that I had both men and women in on the conversation. That was my whole thing. Cause I started this whole thing because I knew so many single men and women and they were like great people. But for some reason it was just like this big disconnect between single men and women. So I thought, okay, maybe if I had them listen to each other, you could hear both sides, understand each other better. Maybe we'd have better dating experiences. So that's my whole thing. Most of the episodes, I try to have a panel of at least two guys, two girls on, and I switch it up here and there. But my whole theme is to always have both sexes in on the discussion. How does that normally work out? Does is it a good is it a good back and forth? Because I'm gonna be honest, a lot of times, especially with relationships, when men and women get to talking, it usually goes left. <laughs> uh, that is, I understand, but the thing is that I try to. You know, it's technique. It's a skill. Okay. (laughs) It's a skill to kind of take control of the conversation. You know, before any conversation, I always have my kind of layout of where I want to take the convo. And I do, I think a good job of making sure we stay on track and everybody's respectful before anyone even comes on the show. They already got the whole disclaimer. Like, look, you, you got to behave yourself when you come on here, you know, (laughs) respect each other and all that. So they get all of that before they come on. And I am kind of selective of the people I choose. Like, I'm not going to have somebody that's, you know, going to be out like that. So um, I think people know when they come on the show that they've got to be respectful. And again, I I steer the conversation where it needs to be and rein people back in when I need to. (laughs) I want to get into the episodes that I listen to because I listen to two and a half episodes. One, I was listening. You said a half, two and a half. because Because I was listening to one and, um, (laughs) <laughs> I got, I got, um, I needed to have a conversation with somebody else because something came up. So I didn't get it. Ironically, I literally was just listening to part two, but I didn't, I got like halfway through it. So we're going right. to start with part one, the traditional, what do, tra- what is traditional women want? Was that the right title? I want to make sure. Oh, I actually, it's what modern women want in a man. Modern women. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I said it wrong. Modern women. So okay, before we go, before we get too too in depth, what is your definition of a modern woman? I, I want to say a modern woman is a woman who is, you know, career focused, let's say more so. So she spends her time getting educated, now has a you know a good, maybe even high earning career, and may not feel that the traditional roles maybe really suit her. So we're looking for different things in relationships than previously where maybe other generations have, where it's been like, you know, the woman staying at home, taking care of the kids, you know, that type of thing. So I have noticed with myself and many women in my generation that they are prioritizing education and career. So when it comes to the relationship aspect, I notice a lot of men have issues because they're thinking like these women are kind of dominant because they had to, you know, kick ass at work. They come home with those same kind of attitudes. You know, they're not as quote unquote submissive, you know? So I I just noticed that the modern woman, you know, kind of has some challenges because she's more career and, um, you know, kind of getting her paper up focused (laughs) and not so much traditional values. Okay. So how would you define a traditional woman? So the traditional women, it seems had the, you know, previous gender roles where 
she would more prioritize, you know, staying at home, perhaps um, letting a man kind of be the breadwinner, um, you know, taking care of the kids, like that type of thing. So she wasn't as career and education driven as the modern woman. Which one are you? <laughs> I think I'm definitely modern, but I still got the traditional side in me. So I think I definitely have been, you know, driven my career in education, you know, that was instilled in me. And a lot of women, as you'll see on that episode, um, that we've been told, hey, just in case this man leaves or dies or something, make sure you got your education, you can fall back on it. So, you know, you don't need someone to take care of you. That's what we were told, right? So I feel that I have that ambition that driving me. But then on the other hand, I feel like I do know how to turn it down. I do know how to let a man lead. I do know how to be a quote unquote, as they say, feminine and nurturing and, and don't mind cooking for a man. I don't mind cleaning the house, you know? So I think like I'm, I'm a mix of the two, I would say. Who instilled the modern woman mentality into you? Uh, my mom, a thousand percent. Um, again, you know, it seems like the generations before, you know, how it was before where a woman kind of, you know, leaned on a man for the financial aspect. And if your husband was the one providing, if you, if he died or left you, you know, you kind of be at the, <laughs> at the mercy of others. So I think it was really instilled in us that, especially definitely my mom, that you got to get to education and you got to, you know, got to get a career just in case. I, I hope this is not too personal, but was it, was your mom a single mom? Yes, I grew up with both her and my dad and they split up when I was like in my teens. And but I did grow up with her being like a stay at home mom for the most part. So we were raised with her in the house. She was getting her she got her degrees and stuff on the side. Uh, but she was definitely in the house with us. And they split up when, like I said, early teens. Oh, wow. OK, wow. I mean, did she transition from a traditional woman to a modern woman? I don't think so. I think if she had it her way, she would be more traditional. Um, you know, I think perhaps she would be, you know, still be traditional if she had her way. Um, so I don't think she totally converted. <laughs> now, because you titled the show um, Modern uh, Modern Woman. Yes. I'm struggling with this word bad for some reason. <laughs> Did, do you feel like traditional women have an easier time getting a man or? That is such a good question, man. <laughs> Cause that's the whole discussion is it seems from what I've seen is that men haven't really changed that much in terms of the basic needs, the things they desire from women. Um, I heard it a million times, you know, that feminine energy, someone who's nurturing, someone who doesn't come off as, you know, too aggressive, you know, someone who doesn't mind submissive, ooh, cook for him, you know, like cater to him, take care of the kids. You know, it seems like men still want that from women if they could get it, of course. Not saying that they mind a woman that's working, but it seems like even the modern, even in this modern time, men are kind of still the same in wanting those those um you know attributes from women um but i'm sorry what was the question <laughs> i was saying oh man you was doing so good answering it oh okay I, my question was is it easier do you feel like it's oh yes so i <laughs> so i find that since the traditional women normally have those types of qualities about them that you know it might not be as challenging uh for a man <laughs> to um you know, accept a, a woman like that. So it, it, it might be, it depends on, on the mindset of the men. Um, but I think those qualities are what men are still open to and, and perhaps even prefer. Okay. Let me, let me ask this. Cause I, I'm always curious to hear a woman's answer. Do you think men are making it? Do you think men are confusing women? Because you got some men who say they want the woman who could be on her own and provide and do those things but then you got some men who want that woman who takes a step back so is it hard for a woman to like figure out which one he really wants <laughs> that's a good question I, that's what communication is key right because i'm always about communication the more i do this podcast and deal with humans in general i see if there's one takeaway from the show it's communication is key and people defining the relationship for what they define it as, as them, as a unit, you know, so many times we think like, you know, we have to meet the standard of what our friends or family or society defines what a relationship is. But I've come to understand that 
that's what needs to be done. Like if I'm talking to a guy and I'm a woman, like we need to have those conversations. Like what does the relationship, what does a, a man's role look like to you in a relationship? What does a female's role look like to you? If you have that open dialogue early on, you could save a lot of time. <laughs> so if there's one thing I want to put out there is communicate, have those conversations up front. What about you? You, you said you, you, you're a little bit of both. So how do you balance being a modern woman and a traditional woman? It's challenging. I'm not going to lie because, um, and especially cause I'm a single mom, right? Cause that's another whole dynamic when you put that on top of it you're meeting a lot of women in their thirties and forties who are single moms, right? So they've got their careers going, they got their kids that they're taking care of. And if they're trying to date now, they're trying to, you know, schedule him in and cater to him and make sure they, you know, spend time and invest in the relationship as well. So it is very challenging. And I think that um, the key is of course, time management, but it's also prioritizing. Okay. And it's like keeping that balance going. And I find myself having to do that. You know, I, there's these different aspects of my life and I always have to be mindful, like, Hey, um, I spent too much time at work this week. Let me make sure I, you know, get a couple more hours in with my daughter tomorrow because I spent two hours later at work. Or if I'm talking to this guy, you know, I went out with him last night. Let me make sure the next night I, I do this, you know, cause that's my whole thing is like, I'm always trying to keep that balance and pulling and tugging to make sure my priorities are met. <laughs> I hope it's not too personal, but how old is your daughter? She's nine. Oh, nine. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm first. sure it's tough. I'm sure it's tough trying to be a mom and find time to date. Oh my goodness. And try to, you know, working and trying to do my podcast and all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't um, even add those factors. <laughs> Absolutely it is. And I think many women ha need some work in that area, to be honest, um, because it, it is a lot. And um, I find myself, I, again, it's with the whole time management and, you know, like for example, with me, I know that maybe I have an hour or two to dedicate to like, say a conversation with a man, if I'm getting to know him and talk to him, I'll make sure I go to work, do my podcasting, spend time with my daughter. And when I put her to bed, boom, that's my hour or two I can spend talking to someone. Um, I put aside one day a week, at least at night for me to have me time. So on that night, I could either decide to go out with somebody or go out and hang out by myself. So it's like setting those kind of parameters for your life to keep that balance. Otherwise you're going to feel like everything is off. So that was key for me is just making a schedule and prioritizing, a, you know, things in a way that I know I'm going to keep things balanced. Now we mentioned your age offline, you in your mid thirties. So does that present a challenge having a kid? Because the reason I ask that is because sometimes, because at that age, there's a high probability that you have a kid or multiple kids. And some men may see that as a positive or a negative. The reason it could be a positive is because they may not want to have more kids, or it could be a negative because they want more kids and you may not necessarily want to start over. Ooh, James, you're asking such good questions. <laughs> so you, you know, you know, the challenges. Okay. Um, absolutely. I have had a guy actually tell me that like, look, um, it's going to be hard for you to find a man who's going to want to play the father role for your daughter. Cause most guys are thinking, Hey, if I invest all this time in this daughter and she turn around and, you know, say she, you know, you're not her dad. And, you know, I end up sleeping again with her dad <laughs> and leaving him or just taking on that responsibility. It's a nine-year-old. So it's not like a, you know, a teen or someone that's more self-sufficient. Like, you know, you're going to have to pick them up, drop them to school and all that kind of stuff. So I have had guys, you know, a guy told me it is going to be a challenge. Um, and then I've had other guys, some guys who have no kids that are like, I absolutely want to be a father. I've always wanted kids, but perhaps they can't have kids. And they're like, oh, cool. Perfect. You got the kid. I got the dog. We cool. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so it, it does vary. It is, it does provide an additional, <laughs> um, I don't want to say challenge, but it is additional factor in when you're dating. And I don't, I don't, I don't want any more kids. <laughs> <laughs> As well, I got to whisper that. Cause you know, <laughs> 
I don't. So that's another thing. Cause some people think like, Oh, you know, you might want another one. It's like, um, oh, I'm good with mine. Like if I met a guy and he absolutely wanted one and I was really, really, let's say, as we say, super in love and felt like he was the one, then I would consider it. But if it was just up to me and myself, I don't even want anymore. So all of that is just, <laughs> wow. it's a lot. <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's stay there for a minute because yes. because your age that I didn't even think about that. You want more kids. So the fact that you don't want no more kids, does that present a challenge? Because if he does if he does want more kids, okay, if he does want more kids, you said you would do it, correct? If it, if he was the right one, yeah. And um, the thing is that I meet a lot of guys who are single, um, don't have kids, and most of them want a kid. So that's a huge thing <laughs> to consider as well. Is if you're gonna date single guys and you don't want any more kids, hey, you, y'all have to be honest and upfront. Or like I said, if the person was the one, I think most people would bend on that. Do you have a cutoff for yourself? A cutoff on the number of kids? No, a cutoff on the age because your daughter's nine. We Ooh. said you're in your mid, you're in your mid thirties. Your daughter's yeah. nine, so let's just let's just put you at thirty five. Five years put you at forty. That puts your daughter at fourteen. Is that too late? <laughs> again, if I'm just looking through my eyes, um, yeah. <laughs> but again, <laughs> you never. I always say never say never because you know. I have people that I've seen has a, you know, 14 year old and a two year old. And it's like, what, how did he catch you? <laughs> yeah. I even have classmates I grew up with, like starting a whole second family, like their kids is like 18 and they starting over again with another two year old, you know? But um, <laughs> I say that to say that in my eyes, I don't really, you know, see it, but like I say, you just never know. Yeah, that's man. That's starting <laughs> over be tough. <laughs> okay. Man. That's whew. you know what we yeah. we going we going to switch subject. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about oh, you know what before I forget because it's important. When your friend told you that it's going to be hard to find a man um like with I guess you said like if, because you got a kid, whatever where he what, whatever the reason was, did you find yourself being discouraged by a statement? Um no, but it was interesting what he said. Because it kind of gave me a, um, you know, when you hear people say like real stuff that they're thinking, it's like, man, okay, there's some people in this world that feel that way. Good to know. It was one of those kind of things, like good to know. Because, you know, my show is all about that. Like I have people go on there and say how they truly feel about things, even if it's something that, you know, might hurt some people's feelings a bit, but it's the truth. And I think it was kind of eye opening for me, like, yeah, this actually might be a challenge for some guys when you see it from that perspective. And, um, you know, everyone's entitled to their feelings, but I think it's good for everyone to kind of know what challenges or what concerns people might have if they're at a certain place in life and they're considering you as a partner. Okay. I want to get into the episode that I listened to. It, like I said, it was really good. Um, oh, thank you. I want to say her name was Shatoria. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, Shatoria. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just remember her age. She was 38 and she was a lawyer. Yes. Um, it was a lot to break down. But so let's start with this. One of the things she was mentioning was a strong black woman. When you hear that, what do you think? Do you think that's encouraging or discouraging when you hear that? man why are you trying to make me lose like all of my following you know a lot of my following <laughs> are black women and men but hey J- james james <laughs> let me say this the pc way okay because i'm really trying to you know i'm just trying to build my following here um yeah, you're following. <laughs> the, the, the pc way of saying it is that i think um many people um, especially men <laughs> kind of cringe <laughs> when they hear that term because uh, oftentimes that terms comes with a lot of aggression, a lot of um, uh, seemingly hurt women, <laughs> yeah. like women scorn. It, it gives that kind of feeling like, ooh, just makes them kind of cringe like women that have been battered or something. Um, so I, I do think for a lot of people, it might have that negative connotation to it. Um, but for a lot of black women, it's empowering. So I think it, it depends on who's hearing the term. Why is it empowering? 
Um, because it feels like it lifts up Black women because it seems like for quite a while, Black women have not been seen as, you know, beautiful, as wanted, as desired, as worthy. Um, so it's kind of like taking taking back control, you know, of the race and showing that it's nothing wrong with being Black. It's actually a strength, you know? So it, it's just kind of taking away those negative connotations from the past about the world's perception of Black women. Um, James, what? <laughs> because, okay, because because you actually were saying what what a lot of men thinking like. So when yeah. you hear the when you hear the term when you hear a woman say she's a strong black woman, chances are she dealt with a lot of adversity, a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, and she's had to build up strength through those times. Not saying that's a bad thing, but those characteristics may not be good when you're trying to really get to know a man because the man really the okay we we talk about women having feminine energy right men yeah. wanting that so to be strong and tough actually goes against that and that's the thing is that you know <laughs> see it that's the thing is that there's a way that you can have strength and still be feminine um, so I, I don't want to confuse the two words and just because something is strong doesn't mean she can't be soft. Cause I feel like I'm strong, but I still feel that I can be feminine as well. So I think when, so what is meant by, you know, strong black woman is a woman, woman who's resilient. And just because you're resilient does not mean you have to be aggressive, but oftentimes it does come across as that. So I, I do understand where you're coming from. Here's, here's what, here's what I think. You can be a strong black woman. It's okay, but I don't. I think the problem becomes when you feel like you need to announce it to everyone. I think that's where the issue becomes because when you because when you when you're screaming out, "I'm a strong black woman," it's basically letting people. It, it comes off to men as you don't need men, and the one thing about men is we have to feel needed. We have to feel that, and it's not just finances. Like that's the thing. That's the thing we we as men are struggling with today because women don't need us financially. And the problem is that's what we've always been taught that we need to be providers. But there's so many different ways to provide. Like you can be, you could be an emotional provider, a supporter, um, just having a, a good strong presence. Like those are ways you could be a provider without it being financial. Absolutely. And that is exactly why I did the episode on what modern women are looking for. Part one, part two, soon to come part three is because I wanted to explain that. And in our conversations, in those conversations, you'll see that there are other ways that you can be of, um, you know, support and be needed by women. Women, we want you guys. We want you. But it's just you can provide in other ways because a lot of women, you know, are making more money and are more ambitious, it seems, um, than some men. But as you can see in the videos, I'll talk about, you know, if you're supportive for, to her, if, you know, she went out for a promotion that day or she went out for an interview, you asked her how it went, let her know, go, baby, you got it today. You should come home, rub her feet. You're helping tutor the children. You know, there's different ways where you can contribute and still be really seen as an asset by this woman, be loving to her. You know, these are the kinds of things modern women are looking for, not financially. When we talk about the ambition thing, is it actually good to have both people extremely ambitious? That is a good discussion because I've heard <laughs> the debate on both sides, right? I've mm -hmm. heard that you have two ambitious people. Somebody's got to support somebody. So if both people yeah. are going out there, who is going to support who? But then it's it's you find some, as they say, power couples <laughs> where they both killing it and really understand each other because they both have that business mindset. So I think it really boils down to the individuals. I think if you have uh, two individuals who, it depends on personality type. I really think it depends on personality type and the maturity level. Some men are totally okay with being the supportive role and be like, go, go baby, get it. And some men, absolutely not. They want to be the one who's leading and you can be the COO as my co-host Thaddeus always says, you can run operations, but I'm the head. So, and, you know, so the dynamic, I think, depends on the couple and depends on their personality, their maturity level, 
and, you know, kind of what they envision their role to be in a relationship. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned the Thaddeus because that's a good transition because the <laughs> other episode I listened to was um, how single men think, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's what, what men want in women. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, now Thaddeus is your co-host, right? Well, you know, <laughs> because I think you say that you say that, right? He's your co-host. He's, he's like always on my show, but he was only supposed to do one episode with me. He was just going to do me a favor and be on my first episode with me. And he has been on like almost every episode since. So I still don't want to call him a co-host officially because <laughs> he didn't sign up for it, but he sure be showing up. So he's a regular, I'm going to say for sure on the show. I will say his, he had, he had the most interesting perspective um, because he grew up in a house with, with two parents and his mom was more like his dad was the one who went out and did everything and his <coughs> excuse me his mom was the one who basically she was a traditional woman right but one thing i didn't hear was what does what does he prefer but i i want to say he preferred a traditional woman am i correct because i, I could absolutely really absolutely okay. a thousand percent what so he what do you what when Man, because it was it was again, it was so much in that conversation when he said that. How did it make you feel like because you 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 you're both, but you're probably more of a modern woman. So how did it make you feel when he said that he prefers a traditional woman? Let me tell you something that <laughs> if you watch our show and the people who do watch it know that that is is left feel like old school, traditional, like all the way. And he says what is on his mind. You got to love him for that. Um, but my show, again, my comfy couch has always been a safe space where people could say how they feel without feeling judged, without feeling rejected. So every time he says how he feels, I just roll with the punches because again, I want people to be free on the show and say how they truly feel. So I actually don't take it personal, but I do have women write me on the side, like, look, <laughs> you need to get him off the show or man, I can't believe he said this. Oh, I'm sick of his shit, you know? So he's definitely one of those people when you have on the show that you either love him or you hate him um but i don't take it personally like that's something about me is like i i want people to express how they feel so i i don't feel any way i mean i don't i don't think his perspective is bad at all it's just because that's what he's seen that's what he grew up with exactly so, he grew up with a really strong male figure yeah really he, strong that work, i i mean i think anybody who who has a problem with him I, I don't understand why, because we tend to go with what we know works. And he saw a father who went out and worked and a mom who took care of the home. And he even mentioned um, the, the, the mom with the kids, like making sure the kids were straight. Like he it made a lot of sense what he was saying. Yeah. And like I said, to each his own, you know what I mean? Some people are traditional. Some people want the more modern. Some people are a mix. So. It really just, you know, depends on who it is. Now, one of the guests was talking about, um, he was saying that women should basically put a time, put a time frame, like basically say, hey, you got two years or three years or whatever. How did you feel about what he said? That they have to put a time frame on when they're dating a guy? Yeah, like be, to get married. Like you got oh. like a certain time to get married. I'm sorry, I should have been more clear. Oh, no, no problem. So you, how do I feel about it personally? Yeah. I think everyone <laughs> before they engage in anything in life should know what they're willing to give for what they're getting. So I think before you approach a business deal, before you negotiate anything, before you walk down the streets to the store, everyone needs to know what they're willing to give to get what they're getting. So I think absolutely, I don't think you need to straight up tell a guy like, hey, you got two years, you got a year. But I think you absolutely need to know in your mind what you're willing to give <laughs> before surrendering all your time to someone. I mean, so he, I he pretty much said like you should announce you got two years and you got three. I thought now, listen, normally I'm I just let people talk and it's like, OK, I thought he was crazy when he said that. Because because here's the thing, like, you don't know how long it's going to take. Like, I, I, okay, I'm always of the approach that men know women want to get married. Now, 
interesting nugget because you yourself said not all women want to get married. I said that? Well, I think that was you. Oh, absolutely not. I Most women want to get married and men should assume that the woman they're dating most likely wants to be married. Okay. So, okay. Fine. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> so he, he, I didn't understand, like, I'm always of the thinking, like, if a woman is in her mid-30s, 40s, and above, she wants to be married. Like, and she doesn't really have a lot of time to waste. So I don't really understand, like, why she needs to announce it. I feel like the man should know that. It's almost like he he made it like the woman pretty much has to walk you through the process. Like, <laughs> and, like. And I, again, I could be wrong and I don't want to make it like, like, I don't want to put him in a negative light. I just didn't agree with what he said. That's all. Man, <laughs> it's just that, you know, it seems like a lot of people out here wasting time. Like sometimes you see people just hanging on there five years, six years. A guy isn't marrying them. You know, there's no progression in the relationship. And women are just hoping that one day the guy is just going to, you know, wake up and marry them. So I think the, the more of the message, more so than saying the amount of years, is to really see, is this progressing? Is this going to marriage or not? And don't waste your time if that person is not marriage-minded. Yeah. Now, why I now let me be fair to that guy because he actually did something. He actually said something that was spot on. So let me give him credit for that. What do you say? He mentioned something about dealing with a woman for like five or six years. You don't marry her. And then the next woman you deal with, you marry her immediately. So I will give him, let me get that brother credit for that because he was right about that. Exactly. And that's one of the messages I would like to push to women is if a guy wants you, he wants you, he's going to marry you. You're not, no matter, again, how many backflips you do, no matter how much meals you cook him, what you do, if he don't want you, he just don't want you. <laughs> so you got to move on to someone that does. And just don't be out here wasting time. Because like you said in that example, that when they know, they know. Tell me as a man, how long do you think? Do you think men know they know? Like how long do you think it takes them on average to know if, if she wife or not? Are you asking me? Yes, I'm asking you, James. Oh, man. Um, wow. Uh, it varies because every man is different. Um, I can only answer for myself. When I dated my wife, we dated for like 18 months and then we got married. All right now. Okay. Because that's what I've heard. Like it takes like a year to two years. Definitely by the two-year mark, the guy should know if he wants to marry her or not. That's what I've heard typically on average yeah, <laughs> the different things I mean, I've watched and the guys yeah, on the show yeah it's you see you got you got you got like there's also things that factor in um at that time i was getting ready to go into the military so it's not like i had a lot of time to to um wrestle with this decision but i did know i wanted to be with my wife i knew i wanted to spend the rest of my life with her so it wasn't a hard decision to make. Um, I like had I not been going into the military, um, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, it's it's hard to say. Life presents you with a situation where you just have to go with it. So the thing I don't is that know. you knew. The thing is, you knew, right? That's what I'm saying. The man yeah, knows. I, by I, that I will, time. Again, so when I was getting ready to go into the military you know, you're getting ready to leave. So me thinking about leaving, I'm like, okay, if I leave, will she even be here when I come back? Because she could meet somebody while I'm gone. Yeah. And, and I mean, she, we were, I was like 23, she was 25. So it's not like, it's not like we were old. Um, I, I felt like she could, you know, she, she was, if I, if I had made a decision that important to not marry her, then it would have, then it, then it could have showed that I wasn't committed to her and it could have changed everything about what she thought. So yeah, I, I had to. And again, I, I, I realized like, listen, I, I thought about what my life would be without her. 
and I realized no, I didn't want that. So I went mm. I married her. All right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but everybody's answer is different. Um then as you get older, you know, your perspective changes. You, you may cause cause now, you know, especially when you get older. Now when when you get married older, it's it's a business. When oh, you get no. married, it is. It's because and one of your guests said it, he was absolutely <laughs> right. It's a business because you when you start getting older, you got things to lose. Like you got houses, you got you've accumulated wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you're not you're not uh quick to just break that up. And you can't build with everybody. So well. when, when you get when you get when you when when I got married at 23, I wasn't thinking about um, you know, what what we're going to build, what we're going to do. Now that could be ignorant on my part, but I just knew that I wanted to be with her at that moment and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. So, yeah, but now, you know, you get older. If I'm getting married again, it's like, man, like, okay, what am I, like, what are we doing? What are we building? Like, can can I trust this woman? Like, Mm. I'm 23. I don't think the way I thought it. I mean, I'm 42, so I don't think the way I thought it 23. Mindset is totally different. It's like, I'm I'm not going to, waste waste a woman's time because i know better now yeah i mean i definitely think people may be looking for different things depending on what stage they are in life so i I totally agree on that now have you been married before no i haven't are you if you never got married would you be okay with it yes okay okay as a matter of fact because you know when i'm a little you know younger you're thinking, okay, you're going to get married at 25 and you're going to have at least two kids. The boy is going to be born first, then the girl. <laughs> and then you start getting closer to the age and you're like, um, <laughs> <laughs> then you're past 25, you're past 30. <laughs> you're like, okay, this is probably not going to happen for me. So at one point I was like, I'll be shocked if I got married. <laughs> you still feel that way? Um, <laughs> um, I kind of started talking to someone that made me think differently, but before that person, yes, I was definitely like, I would be shocked if I got married. Why'd you feel that way? Because it just felt like I had just met so many people, been on so many terrible dates, had so many experiences where it didn't work out with people, you know? Um, cause I'm somebody who I don't do the whole two, three years with the wrong person when I knew they were wrong from day one, <laughs> I'm the kind of person, if I talk to you and I see that I say, going nowhere, we ain't making it past three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months, three months max. Damn. So I had, I'm sorry. I said, damn. Exactly. So that's the thing is I had just been on, <laughs> you know, just a bunch of experiences where it's just like, damn, this was out here a lot. Um, you know, it's probably not going to happen for me. Man, you was making some hasty decisions. What hasty decisions? You think you, think you can't <laughs> tell sometimes? <laughs> Three, weeks. Three weeks. Oh, no, this not going to work. <laughs> we know sometimes, but sometimes we still keep going. Not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> what, what did you see in those three weeks? Just be like, no, it's not. <laughs> the old type of stuff. I've, I've told people after the first date, that this is not going to be a second date, and I've told them exactly why. So it could be after the very first date as well. Okay, no, no, no. I okay. Let's be clear. I'm joking, but the first date, I actually, I, I think you know after the first date, like if it's something there, over you, okay, you know, you, it's like you know something is definitely there, something could be there, or it's nothing there. Correct. So you you can't figure that out in the first date. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how long does it take how long do you talk to a, a, a man before you actually go on a date oh that is such a good question um i like to have at least a phone couple phone conversations first to okay. see if the vibe is there because i am very much a conversationalist mm-hmm. um, as you see in the show so if we can't vibe we can't have a conversation is the chemistry the flow isn't there then i don't even want to go out with you so I think after those first kind of conversations and it's like, hmm, okay, 
the vibe is there like okay then so I don't take really long I know some people have different you know rules and things but because you know the being in someone's present is really important as well so I after a couple conversations like I'm ready to meet them and who pay for the date Ooh, you know what Normally the guy does. I always offer, and to be honest, it is kind of a test when I do. So I ain't gonna lie. But um, mostly every time, I think only one time a guy let me pay my half out of all the dates. First of all, why are you offering? Um, to pay for my part, like if they yeah. need assistance with the bill. Yeah, why are you offering? Well, I told you this is a test, but supposedly. Um... Okay, listen. Okay, first of all, <laughs> it's the truth. I'm not gonna lie. I it's hate listen. I can't speak for nobody else, but man, I hate tests. Don't test. I know, I know, I know. We're grown adults. Don't test me. Like I know. So okay, so you, you, you're, you're offering to pay for this date with the with the hope he says no. Uh, yeah, hope. Um, offering to pay for my, you know, contribute. Yes, contribute. Okay, what 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 crosses your mind to say? You know what? I'm gonna offer to pay my half. Why? I know it's a test, but why? (laughs) To see if he's of the mindset of, okay, I should be at least trying to, you know, provide if I can for this person or to see if he's, you know, 50-50 kind of person. Okay, let me give you some advice. Don't do that no more. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but let me tell you, I that's what I did in the past. If I went out on a new date now, I don't know if I would because of our show. Don't say, brought- don't say you don't know. Don't. Okay. Don't. Because, tell, okay. If tell, you me, don't, tell me why. Because if you don't, first of all, if you don't want to pay, don't pay. That's number one. <laughs> and number two, like, if, if this is how I look at it. If a man asks you out, he should pay. And I'm not talking about he paid a bill and you leave a tip. No, he needs to pay everything. But that's the thing is, wouldn't you perhaps cons- think that the woman was perhaps considerate and she was just not here to take no, advantage of you no, if she no, offered? But see, that's the no. thing is that, again, my perception now probably <laughs> no. changed because when I had that episode and we spoke to guys, some guys were like, that's offensive. Like, it is. Is. Listen, see? It's, see? it's offensive and it's stupid. See, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that way before, but now it, I do. Having because if, if I if I take the time to say, you know what, me and you've been talking, hey, I'd like to take you out to dinner or lunch. Whatever we doing, assume that I can pay everything. <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand. Like, I think women can sometimes be their worst enemy. Like, no, it's no 50-50. Listen, if you now, if a woman asks me out, I'm gonna be honest, I probably would expect her to pay. Why? Because okay, because you asked me out. Why you listen? Why are you asking me out and I gotta pay? Hell, if, if that's the case, you can ask me out every week. I gotta pay? No. <laughs> For the first date, though, and she says, Hey, I noticed we've been, you know, talking for about a week or two now. We haven't gone out like you know, do you think we should go out? <laughs> okay. Out to dinner? Yeah, was, okay, now. <laughs> here's okay. Now let me let me paint this picture for you. If you're gonna take the initiative, you do understand that's how your relationship probably gonna go. Ooh, you're gonna be the one taking now. the initiative. I'm serious. All right, James, preach. That's going so if if you're prepared to constantly take the initiative, then ask them out. <laughs> All but right, you got now. a lot of women who a lot of women say, I want men to lead. I want the man to ask me. I want the man to take initiative. Well, you got to let him. So he may not ask you to go out when you want him to ask. But if you really want him to take the initiative, then you better wait for him to ask. Well, and if he never asks, then you probably don't belong together. He ain't asking because he don't want to. Yeah. So <laughs> I like the whole, like, I, I never understood Dutch dating, none of that. Like, it's dumb. It's like, yeah. listen, if you, if we, what, okay, let me ask. Yeah. Me, me and you go on a date. I say, hey, Nicole, let's go on a date. You say, okay. And the bill comes. I pay my half, you pay your half. What was the point? You could have did that on your own. <laughs> but still, you had the company and you got to know each other. Yeah, but again, it's just like, listen, 
they listen, I'm <laughs> they're double standards. It is what it is. One of the, <laughs> some work, some work in your favor, some don't. Right. Men have to pay for dates. It is what it is. Now, is it just the first date or like how many dates he gotta pay for, in your um, opinion? Everyone he asked to go on. <laughs> wow. If See, you, that if you ask if you ask a woman out 20 times, then you should expect to pay 20 times. She might surprise you. She may surprise you and say, hey, you always pay. Let me pay this time. Oh, by all means, sweetheart, pay. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that that my that my paying that all the times I pay, you decided you want to pay now. It's cool. (laughs) But I'm not gonna look at a woman a certain type of way if I ask her out and I'm always paying. That just comes with the territory. Wow. See, that's why communication is key. Cause, um, I don't know if every man feel like that. And, you know, sometimes it's a, okay. Traditional versus modern type thing, but sometimes as I've come to know, it's grown men <laughs> versus boys behaviors. So, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause I'm not, listen, if I, if I ask you out, I'll pay now. That, but again, I may not like, I may only ask you out one time. Like we we went out one time, I realized no, this not it, and I don't ask you out again. I I mean, I probably like the typical date. You probably gonna spend at least seventy, eighty dollars, depending on what you go. Right. Um, if I spent I spent forty on myself, forty on her, I figured I already ate, so I'm not gonna be mad about the money I spent on myself because I ate. I'm not <laughs> even gonna be mad on the money I spent on her. It's just. That's how that comes with dating. Like you, you may you may go on a bad date. You just pay. You just pay to go on a bad date. Like, <laughs> but that's the happens. thing, James. Is I was talking about to someone about this recently because not only do you think about the money spent on the dinners and stuff, but you think about the prep, the the money spent on prepping, both on both sides, both sexes. Okay, so the woman she probably bought a new outfit. The guy probably bought a new shirt. He probably vacuumed, cleaned his car. He probably went and got taped up and everything. You know, he probably, you know what I mean? Like all the, the money you spent in just prepping and the female on the other side, <laughs> all of that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people are, you know, maybe starting to get sick of that. Like, look, I put forth all of this money on all these dates. But what about like a coffee date? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like as a first date, like meeting up nah. for coffee. That's nah, safe, I, you know? I, I, Nah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, if that's what you want to do, like, I'll, this is how I think. I Like, a lot of men feel like I don't want to pay for dates because I don't want the woman wasting my money. Well, listen, you as a man, you have to have a conversation and, and realize whether it's something there or it's not. You got a rapport with this woman or you don't. And if you don't have a rapport with her, don't ask her out. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But if you feel like, okay, this is somebody that I could see myself talking to, we could have a good time. That's when you ask her out. Like, ask the right question. It's like, yeah, be more all discerning. it comes down to is not like, I don't know. It, it just seems like dating is a lot harder than it needs to be. Okay. Oof. So true. Well, so we're hoping with these conversations, we could bring more clarity on both sides and have better dating experiences. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do, do you feel like it? Do you feel like your podcast has helped with that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Definitely. Um, I constantly hear people telling me and, you know, leave messages sometimes about that it, it's so eye-opening to hear the difference, you know, experiences because people have their their real opinions, real experiences going on. So you hear the different perspectives and it's really enlightening, you know, the fact that people are just so transparent and what you can glean from that. And I actually put out a survey one time. I'm like, why do you guys watch this show? And that was one of the top things. It was like, they always get some tips or education hearing the different perspectives. They also watch it because it's entertaining. You know, we got a little jokes in our different personalities and also because it's real talk. You know what I mean? So um, I think absolutely. If you listen to this, you're going to pick something up. And that's always my intention. Before I do any episode, I'm like, what do I want people to get from this episode? And that's why I always try to make sure the conversation stays on the path. So by the time you leave it, you picked up a nugget or two from what we discussed. I'm going to close out with this. 
what is your ideal mate? How would you describe your ideal Ooh, mate? Love. <laughs> Man, that's a tough question, James. That's a tough question because I've come to understand that you might have this list of 10, 20 things, but then when you actually meet the right person for you, it might not be what you set out to get. So I think I stop with having all that because a lot of people look good on paper and then they <laughs> are intolerable. <laughs> so um, I think that's one big thing that's wrong with dating today is that people have these, I don't want to say standards or in their idea of what the person need to be like. So they're not open. I think people need to be more open and stop being so judgmental and stop you know, having this, you know, thought in your mind of they have to have all these things. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say when the person is right, I believe I'm going to know it. And they may not be what I traditionally would have thought in the past for them to be. And so I don't even want to put it out there to be honest. (laughs) Well, listen, I really thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, It's been, it's really been fun and entertaining having this conversation with you. Congratulations with the podcast. Um, I like I said, I'm really a fan of it. I just started listening, but I really am a fan. And I wish you all the best with it moving forward. Thank you so much, James, and thank you for coming for having me actually. And I want you to be on my show sometime, okay? Of course, of course. But before, <laughs> before we end it, please let the people know like how they can follow you and also how they can um tune into the show. Awesome. Yes. So I'm on IG, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's at it's the at sign, you know, comfy couch talks. So again, on IG, I'm comfy couch talks. You'll see the pink logo. And if you go on YouTube, I post a new video every Wednesday on YouTube and um, on YouTube, it's my comfy couch. So you might have to put the word dating after so that again, you're going to see my pink logo and you'll see my face on there. Um, But yeah, that's how you can find me primarily every Wednesday, new videos on YouTube. Follow me on IG. I've got a Facebook too, but I'm trying to like transition to IG, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm on Facebook as my comfy couch too. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash my comfy couch and look, if you're interested in being on the show, holla at me as well. Send me a message. Cause we're always looking for people um, to be guests on the show as well. All right. Well, again, I thank you for taking the time to do this and I wish you all the best. Thank you. You too, James blessings to you. All right. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lant. My Facebook is also conversations with Lant. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.